Welcome once again to a Friday afternoon at Talking Travel on 2 RFM and joined today by Barry. How are you doing today, Barry? I'm really good, thanks, Greg. Yeah. Excellent. What do you got lined up for us today? Look, I thought I'd talk about, well, in the first segment, uh, small ship uh, cruising yep. um, and some of the small ports that you can get into. All right, yeah, excellent. So looking at some small boats, kind of. And kind ports. of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, take a couple of hundred passengers, yeah. you know. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Those small ones are actually quite nice, aren't they? They are, yeah. I mean, you pay, but it's um, the benefits, I think, are certainly there. It's Talking Travel on 2 RFM 103.7 in Barry today. We're not just looking at, like, everyone talks about big cruise ships, but we're sort of going down a sort of a smaller path this week with smaller ships and smaller ports. Smaller ships and smaller ports. And the smaller ports, there's some great little ports that you can get into with small ships yep. um, that you can't get in with the big one. Uh, for example, when you go on a, a big vessel around Australia, you probably call into Brisbane, uh, call in at um, Yorkies Nolbert for Cairns, round to Darwin, Broome, and then Perth. Yep. But with these smaller vessels or the expedition vessels, um, you can visit some really great smaller places. Mm-hmm. And, for example, um, there's one that um, does up the Queensland coast and you're calling in at little islands like Lady Elliot Island, Great Keppel Island, the Percy Islands, Magnetic Islands, the Whitsunday Islands. So it just gives you a... a different feel and you feel as if you're you're actually seeing some of the country just not the um places that yep. it's pretty easy yeah, to get to parts. also with the smaller ships as well it's less people there's less people mm. there's only about 200 people so it's more intimate mm. uh it, well i think it's friendlier um you still get entertainment but it's not the same sort of entertainment as the big vessels get yep. so um but you still get your fine dining, your um, nice cabins. Uh, you just get these really nice destinations that you wouldn't normally get through get to. Um, you know, normally when you're coming across the Pacific um, in the bigger vessels, mm-hmm. you might call in at Papiete and um, Fiji, and then onto us or New Zealand, mm-hmm. and then onto Australia. Whereas um, this one or these ones you can go to um, into the Solomon Islands, take in a number of uh, different islands there, go on to Vanuatu um, and then into um, into Fiji. So um, I know Fiji's pretty mainstream, but some of the islands that they call at... Um, on the way there, are just spectacular. You know, of course, into Tanner Island, so you can go and see the the volcano um, there that's uh, always sort of smoking away. <laughs> I thought you were going to say erupting, but I thought you don't want to be going there if it's erupting every time, do you? <laughs> no, no. Although you can do a tour that goes up there at night, All right. and. Um, they get you to stand, you know, uh, away from each other yep. so that if a stray rock does come, <laughs> only wipes one out, person so. <laughs> out instead of bowling the whole lot over. Um, but it is spectacular to stand on the edge of that volcano and look down and, um, you know, during the day it, it doesn't look all that much. There's just the steam coming out. But then at night there's these red-hot rocks that you can see being thrown into the air. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it, it is something that is quite uh, quite spectacular. Mm. Um, 
not sure how dangerous it is. You know, after yeah. White Island and um, there's there's uh, been a few others in Indonesia where a number of people have been killed. Yeah. But you want to have your running shoes on just in case, <laughs> I think. Just, yeah, that's right. Um, but yes, there's some great other little island. I mean, even up the Western Australian coast, it calls into um, about 15 or 17 ports, um, which you just don't get when you're on the big cruise yep. ship. So um, if you want to get off the beaten track, see a little bit of the Pacific. I mean, there's there's even one that starts off in Valparaiso in uh, South America, mm. comes across via um, Easter Island and uh, into Papiete. So, again, you're getting some really good destinations that are – Pretty hard to get to. Yep. They're off. Well, Easter mm. Island uh, isn't that easy. You've got to fly into Santiago and then you've got to fly out to Easter Island, and it's yeah, uh, the cruise is a way to do it. Right, yeah. and also small as small ships where you can because there's thousands of islands in the Pacific Ocean, so more opportunities to go and see those smaller islands that you probably wouldn't maybe heard of or even get the chance to. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. It's kind of a little theme today because we're talking little villages next. We are, yeah. I thought I'd keep it small. <laughs> it's talking travel on 2NURFM. Keeping this little theme going with kind of small Italian villages. That's right. I just thought I just saw a, a couple of small Italian villages that I thought um, it would be really great to visit, you know, something that's a little bit different. We're used to um, doing the Cinque Terre where um, – Yes, you've got some small villages and like Veneza and they are spectacular. But Italy has so many more um, of these little villages yep. and one of the ones that I sort of picked out and I'll have to um, get everyone to excuse my pronunciation <laughs> but um, is Civita di Bagnoreggio. Um, and look, this was founded in the 7th century um, it's on a hilltop, which gives you spectacular views yep. over the countryside. And it can only be accessed by a, um, a footbridge, a steep oh. footbridge. Oh, right, so, yeah. you know, you're getting into something that is, uh, you know, the quaint lanes and the cobbled streets that go through that you would normally expect in a town. Yeah. Um, but spectacular views as well um, and there's a, a vantage point uh, called Garden of the Poets in English mm. um, and it's in the east of the town and it's it's a stunning lookout point so you know just something that's off the beaten track and maybe something to put on your next visit to to Italy mm. or you could go to somewhere like um, San Gimignano um, in Tuscany, and look, this um, this town was on the trade route between, um, I guess, London and uh, Rome. Mm -hmm. So um, the guy could impose taxes, and uh, while there's only fourteen of for the seventy-two high towers that were originally built. Again, something that's a little bit different to have these tower houses, and that was just really to show. Um, how rich he was right <laughs> or how rich the area was. So um, a, a display of wealth and something that we're not, um, I guess we don't see here. 
um, you know, these old little old towns. Yep. But, yeah. Um, and then another place is like um, Savoca in Italy, uh, in Sicily. Mm. Now, this is part, part of this town was made famous by um, being in the film uh, The Godfather. So, uh, yes, it does have some claim to fame, mm. but uh, it. A lot of film buffs would probably be heading there, wouldn't they? Or? <laughs> well, I, I'd imagine that a lot. And The Godfather was a, a, a fairly uh, sensational yeah. and important film of the time, but it still seems to maintain. Uh, you know that quiet, small, villagey um, appeal, yep. and um, something you know well well worth seeing, um, and it, you get a view of the sea from there as well. So, uh, a really great little village to go to. So, so there's pl- plenty of small villages around you can head to, and obviously yeah. all the main places you know and everyone can go to, but just to get a bit more of a of kind of a bit more of a look of Italian culture, I guess. Yeah, and look. These these just give you um, a totally different feel. Um, there's another one which was um, devastated by an earthquake. So uh, in 1617, I think uh, it was. Um, but some of the residents have returned to the village and it's operating again. Um, and it, it, the lookout, again, it's on a hill. But the surrounding uh, fields, particularly in May, just come alive with wildflowers. So, again, something well worth, um, you know, going and checking out. Right. Some nice little Italian villages there. We'll have a look at some hot deals next. It's Talking Travel on 2NURFM 103.7. And Barry, got a couple of hot tips for us before you head on out. Yeah, look, I thought keep with the small and um, there's a, a way to get to Pitcairn Island. And, again, for someone that's a... Um, little bit uh, adventurous, uh, this would be a, a great tour to do. Yep. And um, basically what you do is you fly into Papiete, um, then fly to uh, another island for a 32-hour uh, boat, uh, you know, freight boat crossing across to uh, Pitcairn Island. And on Pitcairn Island you've got um, some registered um, bed and breakfast or homestay um, options to stay. So for those that are really into history but really want to go to somewhere that no one else has been um, or very few people have been, uh, it's a great um, a great little holiday to think about. Um, and look, another one that um, came across my desk this week was uh, it's a MSC one. It's um, under 7,000 and you get to go to uh, Greenland, Iceland, um, the Orkney Islands, and um, also to um, uh, the port for Berlin. So, um, a lot of islands today. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cruising, that's all you can, you can do. do. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's just something, again, a little bit different. Um, it's 20. Um, 21 nights, so it's a nice long cruise, but you're getting to see something that's a little bit different. Um, that one's not a small ship, it's uh, but it's not a large one either, so right. it's about... In between. <laughs> yeah, about 2,500 yeah. passengers. Right. So, 
Um, and finally, for the under 35s, I thought that um, there's some new trips out um, travelling around Asia. So um, these actually, one is a 29, it's called a play and pause. Um, and look, it visits Vietnam, Cambodia, uh, Laos, and ends up in Phuket in Thailand. So, you know, again, something that's a little bit different. Um, and um, they've also got um, another one which they say get social, so I'm not quite sure what happens on the, the trip. But um, <laughs> we've got, again, it does Vietnam, um, just Cambodia and Thailand. So um, something something that's a if you want to do Southeast Asia, you don't want to do it by yourself, but you want to have a, um, you know, meet other people in, of the same age group. Yep. It's a great way to see it. Excellent. Well, Barry, thank you very much. And next week, we'll be back? Um, no, I think Sally's back next week. Well, we're hoping she is. Well, hopefully <laughs> Sally was back with us this week. Well, Barry, thank you very much for the last two weeks. Yep. I'll catch you next time. Okay. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.